Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading 1 Chronicles chapter 6 from the World English Bible. The sons of Levi, Gershom, Kohath, and Merari. The sons of Kohath, Amram, Izhar, and Hebron, and Uzael. The children of Amram, Aaron, Moses, and Miriam. The sons of Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. Eleazar became the father of Phinehas. Phinehas became the father of Abishua. Abishua became the father of Buki. Buki became the father of Uzi. Uzi became the father of Zerahiah. Zerahiah became the father of Meraiath. Meraiath became the father of Amariah. Amariah became the father of Ahitab. Ahitab became the father of Zadok. Zadok became the father of Ahimeaz. Ahimeaz became the father of Azariah. Azariah became the father of Johanan. Johanan became the father of Azariah, who executed the priest's office in the house that Solomon built in Jerusalem. Azariah became the father of Amariah. Amariah became the father of Ahitab. Ahitab became the father of Zadok. Zadok became the father of Shalom. Shalom became the father of Hilkiah. Hilkiah became the father of Azariah. Azariah became the father of Saraiah. Saraiah became the father of Jehozadak. Jehozadak went into captivity when Yahweh carried Judah and Jerusalem away by the hand of Nebuchadnezzar. The sons of Levi, Gershom, Kohath, and Merari. These are the names of the sons of Gershom, Libni, and Shimei. The sons of Kohath were Amram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uziel. The sons of Merari, Mali, Amushi. These are the families of the Levites according to their father's households. Of Gershom, Libni his son, Jahath his son, Zima his son, Joah his son, Ido his son, Zerah his son, and Jeathrei his son. The sons of Kohath, Aminadab his son, Korah his son, Asir his son, Elkanah his son, and Ebe Asaph his son, Asir his son, Tehath his son, Uriel his son, Uzziah his son, and Shaul his son. The sons of Elkanah, Amasai, and Ahimoth. As for Elkanah, the sons of Elkanah, Zophai his son, Nahath his son, Eliab his son, Jeroham his son, and Elkanah his son. The sons of Samuel, the firstborn Joel, and the second Abijah. The sons of Merari, Mali, Libni his son, Shimei his son, Uzzah his son, Shimeah his son, Haggai his son, Asaiah his son. 
These are they whom David set over the service of song in Yahweh's house after the ark came to rest there. They ministered with song before the tabernacle of the tent of meeting until Solomon had built Yahweh's house in Jerusalem. They performed the duties of their office according to their order. These are those who served and their sons. Of the sons of the Kohathites, Heman, the singer, the son of Joel, the son of Samuel, the son of Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Eliel, the son of Toa, the son of Zuf, the son of Elkanah, the son of Mahath, the son of Amasai, the son of Elkanah, the son of Joel, the son of Azariah, the son of Zephaniah, the son of Tehath, the son of Asir, the son of Ebaasaph, the son of Korah, the son of Izhar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, the son of Israel. His brother Asaph, who stood on his right hand, even Asaph, the son of Berechiah, the son of Shimeah, the son of Michael, the son of Baasaiah, the son of Malkijah, the son of Ethni, the son of Zerah, the son of Adaiah, the son of Ethan, the son of Zima, the son of Shimei, the son of Jahath, the son of Gershom, the son of Levi. On the left hand, their brothers, the sons of Merari, Ethan, the son of Kishi, the son of Abdi, the son of Maluk, the son of Hashabiah, the son of Amaziah, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Amzi, the son of Benai, the son of Shemer, the son of Mali, the son of Mushi, the son of Merari, the son of Levi. Their brothers, the Levites, were appointed for all the service of the tabernacle of God's house. But Aaron and his sons offered on the altar of burnt offering and on the altar of incense for all the work of the most holy place and to make atonement for Israel according to all that Moses, the servant of God, had commanded. These are the sons of Aaron, Eleazar his son, Phinehas his son, Abishua his son, Buki his son, Uzi his son, Zerahiah his son, Meraioth his son, Amariah his son, Ahitub his son, Zadok his son, and Ahimeaz his son. Now these are their dwelling places according to their encampments in their borders. To the sons of Aaron of the families of the Kohathites, for theirs was the first lot, to them they gave Hebron in the land of Judah and its pasture lands around it, but the fields of the city and its villages they gave to Caleb the son of Jephunneh. To the sons of Aaron they gave the cities of refuge, Hebron, Libna also with its pasture lands, Jatir, Eshtemoah with its pasture lands, Helen with its pasture lands, Debir with its pasture lands, Ashan with its pasture lands, and Beth Shemesh with its pasture lands. And out of the tribe of Benjamin, Geba with its pasture lands, Alameth with its pasture lands, and Anathoth with its pasture lands. All their cities throughout their families were thirteen cities. To the rest of the sons of Kohath were given by lot, out of the family of the tribe, out of the half-tribe, the half of Manasseh, ten cities. To the sons of Gershom, according to their families, out of the tribe of Issachar, and out of the tribe of Asher, and out of the tribe of Naphtali, and out of the tribe of Manasseh in Bashan, thirteen cities. 
to the sons of Merari were given by lot according to their families, out of the tribe of Reuben, out of the tribe of Gad, and out of the tribe of Zebulun, twelve cities. The children of Israel gave to the Levites the cities with their pasture lands. They gave by lot out of the tribe of the children of Judah, and out of the tribe of the children of Simeon, and out of the tribe of the children of Benjamin, these cities which are mentioned by name. Some of the families of the sons of Kohath had cities of their borders out of the tribe of Ephraim. They gave to them the cities of refuge, Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim, with its pasture lands, and Gezer with its pasture lands, Jokmeam with its pasture lands, Beth Horon with its pasture lands, Aijalon with its pasture lands, Gath Ramon with its pasture lands, and out of the half tribe of Manasseh, Anur with its pasture lands, and Biliam with its pasture lands, for the rest of the family of the sons of Kohath. To the sons of Gershom were given, out of the family of the half-tribe of Manasseh, Golan in Bashan with its pasture lands, and Ashtaroth with its pasture lands. And out of the tribe of Issachar, Kadesh with its pasture lands, Deberath with its pasture lands, Ramoth with its pasture lands, and Anam with its pasture lands. And out of the tribe of Asher, Mashal with its pasture lands, Abdon with its pasture lands, Hukok with its pasture lands, and Rehob with its pasture lands. And out of the tribe of Naphtali, Kadesh in Galilee with its pasture lands, Haman with its pasture lands, and Kiriathiam with its pasture lands. To the rest of the Levites, the sons of Merari were given, out of the tribe of Zebulun, Romano with its pasture lands, Tabor with its pasture lands, and beyond the Jordan at Jericho on the east side of the Jordan were given them, out of the tribe of Reuben, Bezir in the wilderness with its pasture lands, and Jaza with its pasture lands, Kedemoth with its pasture lands, and Mephaath with its pasture lands, and out of the tribe of Gad, Ramoth in Gilead with its pasture lands, Mahinaim with its pasture lands, Heshbon with its pasture lands, and Jazir with its pasture lands. That is the end of First Chronicles chapter 6. So we had in First Chronicles 1 a recap of Genesis, and then in chapter 2 an overview of the origins of the nation of Israel, with special attention to the lineage of King David in chapter 3. Then in chapter 4, we heard more about the descendants of Judah who weren't in the kingly lineage, with special mention of the faith of Jabez, as well as a brief outline of Simeon's line of descendants, Simeon being the second born of Leah, see Genesis 29.33. In chapter 5, Reuben was finally acknowledged, beginning with the explanation of why he isn't given the honor of the firstborn, and then Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh, that stayed with the tribe tribe of Reuben on the east side of the Jordan were also listed. Now here in 1 Chronicles chapter 6, the genealogies of the tribe of Levi are given to some extent. Levi was Leah's third son and Jacob's also, according to Genesis 29. Rachel had not yet born any children and neither had any of the maids been used as surrogate mothers. Thus, with this chapter, all four of the oldest sons' descendants have been covered. 
the birth order being Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, and then Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh being included because of their organization of living on the same side of the Jordan as the tribe of Reuben. The more I examine the genealogies, the more I see them as strong threads pulling together the history and prophecies, and less as extraneous information of dubious value. It made me think of so-called junk DNA. For many years, prominent worldly scientists claimed pieces of DNA that they saw no apparent function for were leftover scraps of evolution. Of course, that claim had to, one, assume Darwinian evolution, and two, assume that because they didn't understand it, it had no real meaning. Recently, they've changed their minds because of discovering things the junk DNA, as it was called, was actually doing. Nothing changed about the DNA. It was doing what it had been designed to do all along, whether or not the people believed the correct things about it. I think the genealogies are similar, and the same principle of those who have the correct foundational premise will be more easily able to discover other things applies here as well. While I still maintain, based on claims of scripture that it makes about itself, that it is, it is there for us to understand, as you can see in 2 Timothy 3.16, Matthew 12.24, John 10.35, Romans 3.2, and 15.4, and also Galatians 3.8, Hebrews 4.12, and 2 Peter 1 verses 20 through 21. It is also evident that fellow believers help each other learn about it with the help of the Holy Spirit that teaches each of us individually about it. And there is also a model of searching out the scriptures as talked about in Proverbs 25.2, 1 Corinthians 2.9-12, and John 16.13. In other words, when God has mysteries in the Bible, they are there to be revealed to those who seek him. Mark 4.11 Romans 11.25, 1 Corinthians 15.51, Ephesians 1.9, Colossians 1.26-27. But these mysteries are about knowing God, not about just having knowledge to say we know things. Unfortunately, I see many biblical commentaries easily falling into the idea of scribal errors in the Bible when something doesn't make sense to them. This is going back to original documents, not discussion about translations, which gets a little more complicated. To me, it seems more humble and prudent to hold to God being able to preserve the original documents, or else we end up always questioning everything and deciding what is reliable. It becomes very subjective. And I will add here that I don't actually think it's that difficult to evaluate which translators are true to original documents. So rather than ascribe things I don't understand or differences in names and things to scribal error, I'm going to say I just don't understand yet. So again, coming back to First Chronicles 6, we have the genealogies of the tribe of Levi, the priestly tribe. I have always thought it interesting how God honored Leah as the first comparatively unloved wife, as it says in Genesis 29.31. Leah was basically the victim of her father's conniving and Jacob's inattention. I refuse to believe it would have taken very much effort to figure out which woman he was sleeping with his marriage night. So, what happens is both the kingly line and the priestly line come through Leah. 
I did go ahead and make a rough chart as I was going through this chapter. I will put a photo of that on the website. But I think there are a couple of reminders and admissions that will be helpful. One, it is well established that the same person could have different names and there are variant spellings as well. For some reason I don't fully comprehend, but must be important for the record, these different ways of referring to some people are used in different places in scriptures. In at least a couple of instances, there is the possibility that these are titles or descriptions that are used instead of names, but the Hebrew sometimes isn't completely understood in the context. Point two, as Matthew Henry says in his commentary, names of places and even how people are referred to is well known to change over time for various reasons. Three, Lists of descendants do not always include everyone, though there are places like Genesis 11 where enough information is given to establish time passed very clearly. But reasons that the descendants are not always included um, include death or curse or when people lived compared to each other, like the genealogies with the theme of 14 generations in Matthew 1 and also practical succession of kings. Four, I did not understand all the ands in this chapter. Some clearly meant a grouping, such as in verse 2, where it says Aaron, Moses, and Miriam were all children of Amram. Other places I can't tell if it is for the English flow at the end of a list, or if the two are connected by the and as both sons of the previous listing. Looking at Young's literal translation seemed to help some with that. Five, while I learned many interesting connections this time around, I didn't chase down every single name. Six, names were obviously repeated with people being named to honor or just because they liked the names um, that their brothers, fathers, or grandfathers, etc. had. In this chapter, many past accounts in the Bible could be brought to mind. I will leave the more obvious ones, such as Moses and Solomon, for you to go read about, but let me highlight some others. The sons of Levi, as listed in verse 1, are as given in Genesis 46.11 and Exodus 6.16. This is repeated in verse 16 here in 1 Chronicles 6 as a preface to a listing of descendants who are not in the line of Aaron, which is what verses 2 through 15 were about. The sons of Kohath, who was a son of Levi in verse 2, are as found in Exodus 6.18. First Chronicles 6.22 uses the name Aminadab as Korah's father, but in Exodus 6.21 uses Izhar, so it seems safe to assume this refers to the same person. I rather doubt that the Holy Spirit-inspired writer got confused between verse 2 and verse 22. And Numbers 16 verses 1 through 32 make it pretty clear this is the same Korah and man who challenged Moses, God's anointed, and got swallowed up by the earth. In verse 3, we are reminded of Nadab and Abihu, whose sad ending is curiously similar to Ananias and Sapphira in Acts chapter 5. And Nadab and Abihu are uncles to Phinehas, who's mentioned in verse 4, who in Numbers 25-7, during the time the people of Israel were enticed into sin 
with the Moabites based on Balaam's advice, Phineas put a javelin through a high-ranking couple who were flaunting their perversions in front of the tabernacle of God. Some people have wondered why Jehoiada of 2 Kings 11 and also 2 Chronicles 22 is not listed here. It does say that he was a priest, but it doesn't describe his priestly duties beyond that. Maybe he is listed here by another name in a way that it's not clear to me, and maybe he just isn't listed here. Every commentary I looked at, which I ended up skimming about six of them, pointed out that the specification of Azariah in verse 10 being um, someone serving in Solomon's temple is because at the time that this account is written, another temple was either being built or had been built. Hilkiah in verse 13 is interesting because Jeremiah was the son of a Hilkiah, one of the priests, beginning in the days of Josiah. See Jeremiah 1.1. When I was making my chart, verse 22 in 1 Chronicles 6 was confusing. In Exodus 6.24, Asir, Elkanah, and Abba Asaph are grouped as sons of Korah. And oh my, weren't there a lot of men named Elkanah? Now, based on these lists, not all of Korah's descendants sided with him in rebellion because they go on for several generations. But it was in diagramming the genealogy of Heman, which started in verse 33, that the branch that this branch of Korah's became more clear. In verses 27 and 28, it doesn't explicitly say Samuel is Elkanah's son, but it does in Heman's lineage. So he is Samuel's grandson. Per verses 31 through 49, notice that the three main fellows, Asaph, Heman, and Ethan, represent the three branches of the Levite tribe. These roles make it likely that they are also those listed as having written the Psalms, There's a Heman who wrote Psalm 88, an Ethan who wrote Psalm 89, and then Asaph wrote Psalm 50, and then Psalms 73 through 83. And they are all called brothers here in this chapter because they are all from the same tribe. Verse 49 specifies that the burnt offerings were done by those of Aaron's line. Now, the question of Eli in Samuel's story comes to mind because he was a priest, but he doesn't seem to be mentioned here. In 1 Samuel 14.3, it talks about Eli's great-grandson, Ahijah, going out to battle with Jonathan, Saul's son. In 1 Chronicles 24.3, it talks about Ahimelech, descended from Aaron's son, Ithamar. And then 1 Samuel 23.6 says Abiathar was son of Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub. Now, in 1 Samuel 14.3, the incident with Jonathan also lists Ahijah as the son of Ahitab, Ichabod's brother. So Ahimelech appears to be another name or title for Ahijah, and Eli is in the line of Ithamar. In 1 Kings 2.27, Solomon fulfills the prophecy of removing Eli's descendants from priestly duties. I decided to save the hunting down of the cities for another time. 
Matthew Henry says it is like what is talked about in Joshua 21, and he also draws attention to Jacob's prophecy about his sons in Genesis 49.7, where Jacob prophesies about Simeon and Levi being scattered and divided among Israel. And we definitely see that with the tribe of Levi here being given cities all over Israel, but not one specific area they can call their own. And this is why Elkanah, Samuel's father, in 1 Samuel 1.1, could be both a Levite and an Ephraimite. He was born to the tribe of Levi, but lived in Ephraim. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey. 